Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, March 1st, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And you know what, Coach? I'm excited to say that it's March 1st because it feels like spring is a little bit closer, but we're right in the thick of it with NBA here. Big week leading into the All-Star break. Yeah, no question. Uh, some really good games this week. Some some really solid slates, too, trying to get a bunch of these games in before the, the little respite there for the All-Star game. So we have uh, good slates all, all four days this uh, week until Friday's uh, off day before the uh, All-Star game. So love these seven gamers with a bunch of uh, pay-up options here. And, uh, you know, had a great uh, fun weekend, too. Uh, really enjoyed a bunch of one-on-ones with some of our members, which is really fun here at Coach Talk. We do that. Uh, we want to do that with all of our members, and we're getting closer and closer uh, uh, you know, with that. We also tweaked the Coach Talk process a little bit this weekend, Andrew. I don't know if you had a chance to see that. I'm oh, sure I sure did. did. Yep. Yeah. So we're trying to react to the industry a little bit and, uh, you know, get away from some of those high money line 50-50s that uh, these massive trains are sort of dominating. So uh, we're going to, we're shifting around just a bit uh, and it's not major, but uh, we'd love to have you uh, jump in and uh, check out our process with us at Coach Talk. Uh, and you can get as little as a three-day pass for 10 bucks. So come on in and join us. That's right. Hey, perfect week to do it leading up to the All-Star break. So let's get into it here on this seven game Monday. And we're going to start with your Mavericks. They're down yes. in Orlando. This is a 221 total. Dallas favored by six and a half. By the way, we have four of the 14 teams tonight involved in a back-to-back and three totals over 230. Three out of seven, not not bad. And those are the three games I like the most. Now, this is mm. not one of them, of course, with Orlando being involved. But right. uh, not a whole lot of news here. We just have Porzingis probable. And we have James Ennis out for Orlando. So, what are your thoughts on Game One? Well, I, you know, I, the latest spread that I have is Dallas by seven, which is really seems like a big number for the road for the the Mavericks. They've been all over the place. Um, and then I, before we get into the lines and stuff, I wanted to see: uh, Did you have a chance to watch a, a decent amount of that last Mavericks game? I did. And did you not? Because I want to see if it's just me overlooking something as a coach style uh, person here. But it, I did not like Porzingis's body language. He was like mad when he didn't get the ball. He was barking at some of his teammates. So I don't know if it's the pressure of these trade rumors or what's going on, but that's a concern for me and, and a bit of a red flag. What do you think? Yeah. And even after the game, I noticed how. Luca was smiling and interacting with the opponents, and Porzingis was just walking directly to the locker room with a solemn face. Yeah, uh, a tale of of two personalities there for sure. Or or he's reacting to everything that's going on, and you know that's it's just such a state of flux for the Mavericks. You know, are they going to move him at the All Star break or or not? And that's you know until then you're just interested to see what's going to happen. Now, you know. There's the school of thought that Porzingis is going to, they're going to show him out a little bit, play him some extra minutes to try to, you know, make him a little bit more of a draw for some people trying to trade for him. Uh, That's certainly a narrative this week as well. Yeah. uh, The issue is he had that long layoff. Then he played 26 minutes against Brooklyn, didn't do that much. So it's hard to ramp him up and get him to that, you know, all star level caliber to display just given, given the timeline of events here recently. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a gamble. I mean, I think he'll probably get 30 minutes today. And uh, you know, if the determination that he had in this last game, although, you know, not really a positive vibe, but I think he's going to want the ball and I think he's going to take some shots. So, you know, to get into this game, I just wanted to bring him up because he is in my player pool uh, right now for those reasons. Um, <clears throat> even though Dallas is six and a half, seven point favorite, I think they stay, uh, the game stays fairly close. I just don't see them, you know, blowing them out. I think 
this last game where they hammered Brooklyn, I think it's the line's just a little bit of an overreaction, in my opinion. The 221 number isn't great. Um, we know Orlando likes to slow it down. Uh, but here's the thing. Defensive efficiency, Dallas 25th, Orlando 20th. So there should be points here. Uh, but the pace, 21 and 16, respectively, somewhat, you know, counteracts against that uh, defensive side of the things. Um, we know that Anthony and Gordon remain out for Orlando, and, and James Ennis also is out another game. So they're a little shorthanded, but uh, not too badly. Uh, Dallas pretty much has all their uh, all their guys ready from what I can see here. Um you know, I I really only like two guys in this game that I think uh, can do well, and they're not cheap. I do like uh, KP, like I said, and I like uh, Vuk, man. I mean, he's just drilling threes, playing great. Um, you know, it's a, a home game for them. Dallas has all kinds of trouble stopping people in the middle. They use a bunch of different guys. You know, this game... I doubt you'll see Boban because Vuk, you know, takes people out to three. He's up to 5.43 attempts uh, per game, which is leads all centers. So they're going to probably try to either put KP on him or Maxi Kleba or possibly a little bit of Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, but that's probably about it. And I think he should, uh, you know, the combination of those guys, he either should get some open threes or some good looks uh, inside. So I know he's a big pay-up guy, but with Embiid being uh, questionable and the Joker being s so expensive, uh, really those are the only two sides of this game I'm looking at. I want to save some spots for some of these juicy games later. Yeah, Vucevic is the pay-up guy that I would probably be most likely to play. When Dallas and Orlando played back in January, he had a monster game, 30 and 15. That yeah. day, Willie Cauley-Stein was starting. Uh, but like you said, all the centers for Dallas have had trouble this season. So Vucevic could certainly smash here again. I do like a couple of the value options for Orlando as a one-off candidate. Aminu, 3,700. He's right around 22 to 24 minutes. He could pay off value. And then on the bench, we've got Ross at only 5,300 on FanDuel. He continues to get around 30 minutes and, and get up a ton of shots every night. Oh, yeah. And then their backup point guard now is Randall, and he's really eaten into the minutes of Michael Carter-Williams. So yeah. he's an option for me. Uh, 24 and 22 minutes the last couple of games, mid-3K price tag. On the Dallas side... You know, the narrative with Porzingis makes a lot of sense. Not sure if I'll get to that price tag. Uh, I'd rather load up in some of these other games. Same thing with Luka. He could smash, but very expensive. Maybe a one-off from Dallas. Brunson and uh, THJ. The guards off the bench against Orlando in general have done pretty well. So you could look at one of those guys uh, to save a little money, fill out your roster. I like it. All right, game two is the other 7 o'clock tip. It's Indiana against Philly. Big news here. We've got Embiid questionable, Tobias Harris questionable, and with Indiana, we have Brogdon and Lamb questionable. So some real key pieces here that we need to know about, and thankfully it is a 7 o'clock tip, so we should know uh, before the slate starts. Right now it's a 224 total, Philly favored by 4.5, and... A half. and you just have to wait and see, because if Embiid and Harris are out, then Simmons becomes playable to me. Uh, he'll just have to run the show by himself. And if Dwight Howard is going to get a big bump in minutes, I like him as a pay-down option at center on both sites. Uh, probably a little bit more on DraftKings where you can play two. But in play on FanDuel... I don't think I'll go to Mike Scott if he starts. I just don't like his performance this season in general. He's just not getting much accomplished, not shooting it well. I think he would be the second starter if both Embiid and Harris are out. Uh, Korkmaz has started here recently with guys out. I don't think it'll be him today because I think they need 
more size to deal with Indiana. So of those bigs, I like Dwight Howard. I don't like Mike Scott. On the Indiana side, man, how about TJ McConnell on Saturday? He was he awesome. He was awesome. And yep. he helped that uh, GPP lineup we have we had that night smash. We had some members make a bunch of money with that. And, you know, this is really shaping up to be a good situation for him again if Brogdon is out because we have him going back to Philly where he played for four years. And he played 46 minutes on Saturday, had 46 fantasy points. Um, Just terrific. You know, he really stepped up. He's only 6,100 on both sites. So he will be squarely in play for me if Brogdon's out again. And if Brogdon and Lamb are both out, if you wanted a GPP option, you could look at somebody like Aaron Holiday, 3,500. He hasn't been shooting it great this season, so he's not my favorite value play on this slate. But uh, McConnell for sure. And I, you know, if, if, if Embiid is out, I'm going to have a few shares of Dwight Howard. Yeah, I mean, this This is all news. You know, we need the news here to, to determine what we're going to do without question. You know, because any combination of these guys that are in or out switches everything. So, you know, I won't take too much time with this other than saying, you know, you do have the fourth and 11th best defensive teams in the league. and uh, But they do have the 13th and 7th pace. So they do get up and down, but they defend well. But that's only if the main guys are in. Um, for me, I, if Embiid's out, I'm still not going to go with any of the bigs. Mike Scott, even Dwight Ho- Howard, because uh, they have the other center. Who is the uh, Tony? Tony Bradley. Uh, right. He may get some minutes. I just don't feel comfortable. There's enough good plays on this slate that I'm probably not going to go there. Uh, and really not looking to go with Embiid or Harris if they're in. Uh, the guy that I like is Ben Simmons, even if one of those two guys sits. And I think Harris is more likely to sit. That's just my hunch. But, you know, if one of those guys sits, Simmons will be a nice pay up option, I think, here, um, especially. And again, I hate to keep saying if, but if Brogdon doesn't play, he's their best uh, perimeter defender. Uh, that helps Simmons as well. So um, right now, again, all you know, has to be determined based on how this player news comes out. But I really like Simmons on the Philly side. If they are shorthanded and both guys are out, you can always, uh, uh, you know, go to uh, who's my guy there. I'm, I'm blanking out on guys. McConnell. Today. No, he's with Indiana. The Philly uh, shake shake Milton. I don't know why shake lost. I lost my brain on shake, but mm-hmm. shakes a good filling guy when there's usage to go around because he'll take shots he'll go to the basket uh so i i like shake if they're down a couple of guys uh on the indiana side you said everything you know about mcconnell i mean he's a scrapper and, a, and you know just gets it done um i think he might go a little over owned his price is up a little bit he gets simmons defense but i you know on the other side of of it you know he's that was his home for a long time in Philly and he played with those guys. So, you know, that's, I'm on the fence there with him. Uh, definitely not going to play him if, if Brogdon's back though, but, but that's it. I, I really don't uh, like this game that much. I don't like uh, the in, big money on the Sabonis or any of those guys. And I uh, really don't want to spin the wheel on all the Indiana subs because they're pretty deep. So, uh, you know, this could be a game where based on the news, uh, I may just come out of this game with Simmons or uh, nobody. So that's about where I'm at. All right, let's transition to the 8 o'clock games. We have two of those tonight, starting with Denver in Chicago. Denver's on the front end of a back-to-back. They're traveling through the Midwest. They're going to head to Milwaukee tomorrow. They are the 4.5-point favorites, 227.5 total. And the big group of fellas continue to be out for Denver with Jamichael Green, Paul Millsap, Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton. We do have P.J. Dozier back in the mix. He he got uh, his first run against Oklahoma City in the last one. And Chicago had that day off with the cancellation with Toronto. So they're, they're healthy for the guys who've been playing here recently. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I mean, this, this is an interesting game because it, you know, with 
a, a lot of these Denver guys out, you're getting more run for guys like uh, Porter, for sure. He played monster minutes last time. Uh, you know, Barton, Morris, even Murray. I mean, these the main guys for them are getting uh, more usage, more minutes. And, you know, for that reason, with Chicago's defense, then, you know, they're in play. Uh, you know, this game is the 19th and 17th best defenses, so below average. Uh, you know, and that, you know, that's one way to look at it. But it's a huge pace-up game for Denver. They're only 28th in pace, but Chicago's six. So more possessions for Denver, more opportunity. Uh, you know, we sort of picked on the Chicago backcourt as far as from a defensive standpoint. So, you know, Jamal Murray square in play for me. He's uh, my favorite nugget in this game. Um, certainly have to consider uh, Porter with the minutes that he's getting with, with uh, you know, Millsap and those guys that steal minutes from Jermichael Green. Those guys being out is really benefiting him. Uh, Will Barton's not a bad price that can get it done for you. I'm uh, not going to buy up to the Joker, although I think he's a fine play and I think he's going to get quite a bit of ownership in this game, uh, especially since it's a pace up game. But I just I don't want to unload the wagons and, and you know, have no salary there uh, going into some of these uh, bigger total games. So uh, really, Murray's my my favorite play on that side. On the Chicago side, you know, the question is, do you want to spend up for Levine? He's unbelievable and he's playing unbelievable. But his price is now, you know, with the upper echelon at the very top. So. Again, not like completely thrilled with uh, spending all the money on this game. <clears throat> I do like some of the secondary plays for the Bulls. And if you, you know, if you play the right one or two, uh, they've been fantastic this year. Uh, you know, they're only two games below 500. They've been scrappy. They score points. They give up points, but they score a lot. And, you, you know, if, if you hit Kobe White right, he can do really well. I think he's an option. Uh, my man, Pat Williams, again, Patrick Williams gets, seems to get better uh, every day. And, uh, you know, you're getting stronger play from Wendell Carter. I'm not going to take my center spot up for him in this matchup. But, you know, I think he can at least battle a bit with the Joker. Very likely could get in foul trouble. That's his propensity to, to do anyway. So, um, you know, and if you're really looking for value, uh, at times, uh, you know, Garrett Temple gets it done, and uh, you know even a couple of the guys off the bench. Now, those the guys off the bench, Archie Diacono, Valentine, those kind of guys are more of GPP plays. But out of this game, for me, I I may go with head-to-head uh, -head point guards with Jamal and Kobe, uh, but uh, Porter certainly in consideration, as is Patrick Williams. How about you? Well, I wanted to get some significant exposure to the Nuggets here, but the the honeymoon is over on DraftKings with the price tags for these stars. Murray yeah. Murray at eighty nine hundred now, and and Porter Jr. up to seven thousand. They haven't been at that price point for a long, long time. No, so that's unfortunate. DraftKings was ready for this matchup, so yeah. I would probably be more likely in most lineups to go with Barton, much cheaper, especially on FanDuel. He's only forty nine hundred, so I like that price tag. I agree with you on Jokic, a little bit too much for me on this slate. And Dozier, I, I mentioned him at the top because he is in play for me today. Also on DraftKings specifically, where he's 3,200, he got 14 minutes against Oklahoma City, and I think he could get a little bit of a bump from there. And it's just a good game environment for, game environment for him, especially if Denver has a solid lead. Uh, he should get some opportunities there. On the Chicago side... I'm not going to play Levine here because I think Barton will will uh, spend a lot of time on him and limit his upside today. I would be more likely to go with that Kobe White point guard option. Nice price for him. And Temple is in play, uh, cheap on both sites. Uh, he's a he's an option. Williams and Wendell Carter Jr. Nice prices, but the problem is you can't even count on them getting ten shots. So it's it's a little bit inconsistent with their performance and with Denver's pace. Uh, tonight's probably not the night I'm going to go with one of those guys. 
And Denver is on the first night of a back-to-back for, you know, that may take a minute or two or three from some of the big uh, dogs there as well. Exactly. Great point. All right, the next game, the other 8 o'clock tip is Utah in New Orleans. And here we go, our first 230 total. This one's 235.5. It's the biggest on the board right now on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. And we have Utah favored by 7. They are hot. And the two times that these teams have played, we had a 220 total and a 247. So these teams can get it done. We've got Utah just so uh, terrific on offense right now with their three-point shooting. And New Orleans, 28th in the NBA against three-pointers. Opponents are shooting over 39% against them. So Utah licking their chops here. And we know that New Orleans is 29th defensively. So those things kind of go hand in hand. Utah's at full strength here. Uh, New Orleans has J.J. Redick questionable. So with Utah in this great matchup, uh, Donovan Mitchell's in play for me in the 8K range. Uh, Clarkson, um, don't know if I'll go there. He's tempting because because of this matchup. 5,900 on FanDuel, I, I guess I could I could potentially go there. We do have Conley going to be back in the lineup, though. He sat out the last game. Ingles started. With all of those guys out there, it's a little bit tougher. But again, you know, it's such a good opportunity for this team that somebody's going to get it done. So Mitchell is where I'm leaning. Uh, in terms of the value plays, uh, Royce O'Neal is an option for me. He's shooting 45% on three-pointers this season, under 5K on both sites. With New Orleans, I'm really actually going to look at that J.J. Redick news because if he's out again, Bledsoe has actually kind of come back into the picture here with solid minutes 34 yeah. and 35 two straight he's playing games. better yeah he's he's yeah. playing well he's only 5300 on both sites uh, there's a guy i could go to and zion has done pretty well in this matchup but around 9000 <clears throat> uh, the more i look at it i probably won't go there so i'm gonna respect that utah defense they're number two in the nba maybe a one-off with a guy like bledsoe or hart off the bench and uh, probably will get one guy on the perimeter for Utah, and right now it's most likely Donovan Mitchell. Well, I, I sort of have a hot take here, Andrew, believe it or not. Okay. Um, this is the highest total game on the board at 235.5 right now, and uh, believe it or not, I'm not going to play anybody from this game except possibly Bogdanovich because he may get some wide-open threes <clears throat> because the same thing, you notice the Pelicans are just giving up open threes left and right. But here's my theory on why I don't like this game. It's a seven and a half point spread for the Jazz. Uh, I know they've been on the road, but, you know, they have Conley back in there. He's freshened. And the Pelicans, in watching the last couple of games, just are playing atrocious defense. I mean, they're not defending They're allowing second shots. They're allowing backdoor cuts, open threes like crazy. And Utah is such a a well-oiled machine offensively. I think they'll just pick the Pelicans apart. And, you know, the the free reign to Zion going to the basket or even Ingram, who goes to the basket for a lot of dunks, you know, you've got Gobert back there uh, waiting for some of those guys. So, I, you know, I think this game could get out of hand. I think the Jazz are just so much better than the Pelicans right now that, you know, I think we could get some short minutes on some guys on both sides because of that. And, uh, you know, you got to remember this as well. Utah's the 22nd and New Orleans the 20th pace team. Everybody thinks, you know, 235 and a half for this game. And Utah's got the third best defense in the league. They're healthy. I, I don't get it. I mean, for me, I'd make this like a nine point, nine and a half point spread, and I'd make it about a 230 total. So being that I'm that far off on my estimation for what these lines should be, I just I don't feel comfortable going here. And I think you're going to see a ton of ownership in this game across the entire industry. So um you know, I may be tempted with Bogdanovich for the three-point shooting aspect of it. But other than that, 
it's very strangely the the highest total game on the board is a, a pass for me. Well, hey, that's the feeling. It can really pay <clears> off <throat> if you fade the highest total board uh, total game on the board. So, how about this next one? Because it's another high total, two thirty three and a half. Brooklyn and San Antonio. Uh, Brooklyn favored by five and a half here. San Antonio on the front end of a back-to-back, always important. They're going to host New York tomorrow. And the news here, we've got Kyrie Irving back into the lineup. We have Tyler Johnson probable, TLC questionable, uh, also Jeff Green questionable. And then with San Antonio, same group out with Rudy Gay, Devin Vassell, Derek White, and Keldon Johnson questionable. So are you more interested in this game? Yes, this this is my favorite game. So I'm going right back at it uh, on this one. I do have a question for you because I looked back at it and it's not because there hasn't been enough sample size to to see anything. But I'm trying to determine, is DeJounte Murray going to guard Harden or Irving? What does your gut tell you? Because you can dig all you want on basketball reference on this one. It's just not any, you know, background on it. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I hadn't thought through these matchups quite as much as some of the other games. Uh, I think DeRozan is also an option for Harden. So yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, so here's a couple things. Uh, not quite sure. I mean, they, they could rotate. Uh, I did think, you know, leading into this pod, I did think about Harden's uh, struggles against San Antonio in the playoffs when he was on Houston. And right. I, was, I was thinking about Manu Ginobili as being one of the irritants for him and how he's retired, and I'm just wondering what he's up to. Um, <laughs> but I, I think they'll I think they'll mix and match a little bit. And you know the other the other sort of side comment here is I'm not sure it matters because Harden is so dominant. He's been great in Brooklyn, so I'm not I'm not really scared about any of those defenders. You know, and it's a it's a pace up game. You know, San Antonio's been solid this year defensively, but um, I don't, I, I mean, none of those guys scare me enough not to play Harden. Yeah. And it, you know, that's, it's funny. Cause right now I have it scripted for Murray on Irving and DeRozan on Harden. So I think you're right on the money there. Um, and then probably Lonnie Walker on Joe Harris. I think that'll be the rotation. Now, if green doesn't play, that could change even the starting lineup for the Spurs. Uh, you know, if they, if they started, DeAndre Jordan or, you know, who knows? They may start uh, Nicholas Claxton. I mean, we, we don't know for sure. Uh, we just have to see what happens with Green. But, uh, I mean, I this game to me just reeks of a, a, a scoring, you know, duel. I think San Antonio, although their defense is decent, they're 13th, so it's still middle of the pack. They, there are games they've given up big numbers. <clears throat> we know the prolific poor defense from Brooklyn and you've got two of the top 10 pace teams here in eight and 10. And I don't think San Antonio is going to change their style and try to slow the ball down. Cause that's just not the way they have played well this year. They've, they've done much better getting the ball out and filling the lanes. They, they're generally lead teams in points off turnovers and fast break points. So I think that's, you know, they'll stick with their, their main deal there. Now, you know, a couple of the questionable guys are important here. Uh, like I said, Jeff Green and TLC, who uh, played a nice role this last game, both questionable. So we need that news. And then uh, Keldon Johnson uh, from the Spurs is also questionable. And, you know, that's another piece that's important because he's a good two-way player and he can get some, some uh, shots up. So, you know, for me, I think... Harden is is the play. I think he's going to be my big pay up guy. I, I really like uh, just you know the confidence he's playing with. I don't think San Antonio is going to have a really strong answer, and there's no way that Pop's going to be able to do one of his you know double Harden you know fiascos because with Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris standing there on the three point line, you're you know that's kamikaze. So. They're going to try to guard Harden. I think he'll, you know, lead them as he normally does. And I think San Antonio stays close enough. Uh, it's a six-point spread. And, uh, you know, I think with the pace 
and that it's staying close enough, I think this game, you know, could light up the board. Um, I want to see who who's playing for Jeff Green. We might get a value play of the day from either Claxton or, or uh, uh, DeAndre, possibly. Um, and certainly, you know, Joe Harris has to remain in play. He didn't have his best game the last game, but he wasn't really in the flow. They they took him away with uh, the best defender. And I, you know, I was very surprised. Josh Richardson actually guarded Joe Harris, uh, which was didn't make any sense to me for the Mavs side, but it worked. So who am I to say, uh, you know, although Harden did have a big game. But anyway, so, you know, I think Harris uh, remains in play. On the San Antonio side, you know, DeRozan's just a little too expensive. I mean, I like him here. I'd love to be able to pay up for either him or Murray. Uh, those are, I think, are the only two that I feel comfortable with. You know, right now, Pop's rotating some guys. You never know when he's going to pull the Lucas Samancic again or do one of his crazy things. So, you know, maybe not a bad spot for Pirtle, but I think they play him off the floor when they go small. And I think both teams do go small. That's part of the reason I love this game, because I think it will add to the up-tempo, the possessions, and the DFS points. So I'd love to get to a Murray or DeRozan, which I probably will, and match it up on the other side with a Harden and either one of the value bigs or Harris. Yeah, I'm pretty similar. I'd like to get Murray or DeRozan. And anything else from San Antonio will depend on Keldon Johnson. If he's starting, then all of a sudden Lyles goes back to the bench. Potentially, I mean, maybe they bring Keldon Johnson off the bench, but uh, it's it's such a domino effect if Keldon Johnson is out and we get the same tight rotation with Lyles getting good minutes at 4000 on FanDuel. That's a decent price. Lonnie Walker's still pretty cheap on FanDuel. They priced him up over on DraftKings. And I'm going to stay away from those San Antonio bigs. Pirtle and LaMarcus Aldridge basically split minutes at center last game. And like right. you said, both teams could go smaller here. So I'm looking at uh, one of those four uh, one of those four guys from San Antonio, Murray, Walker, DeRozan, or Lyles. And then with Brooklyn, I would consider DeAndre Jordan if he starts because he's much cheaper than Pirtle. And I think he'll be out there when Pirtle's out there. He's only 4700 on FanDuel. Other than that, it's probably just Harden or Kyrie for me. Uh, you know, these value guys could do well here in this up-tempo game. But uh, Joe Harris, you know, if both of those guys are playing, and we think they will, I don't like Joe Harris as the third wheel. He is cheaper on FanDuel, but I usually don't go there. And then Bruce Brown is now in the 5K range on both sites. So for me, it's probably just Harden, Kyrie, or DeAndre Jordan. I, I don't blame you. Uh, let, let me jump in here real quick. And, uh, you know, we would love to have you join us at DFS Coach Talk real quickly here. You know, the two real uh, great deals we have right now is if you want to just dip your toe in the water and check us out, we have a three-day pass for $10. Just go to DFSCoachTalk.com and you can sign right up there. A couple of buttons will click. It'll give us the info and then we will invite you into Discord where you can mingle in there with with some of the brightest minds in the DFS space. Uh, Also, our best deal of the year, 149. If you sign up today, whatever day you sign up, uh, you're going to get a free membership with DFS Coach Talk through June 1st. And you do that by going to betus.com.pa. If you like to bet on the games or play some prop plays, some uh, parlays, whatever you uh, like to do. And generally, most most of us in the DFS world like to put a, a couple nickels down there on some of these guys and some of these teams. So you would deposit the 149 if it's your first deposit with BetUS. And they will uh, then, as soon as you're done doing that, just shoot us uh, a message at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter, and we will get you in our Discord. And again, you know, we're, we're sitting here March, so you get all of March, all of April, all of May uh, free with that 149 deposit to BetUS, and you use that 149 there. If you've already uh, been a, a member of BetUS or you just want to join Co- Coach Talk for that great price, you can just uh, go right to our website, 
the option on there to sign up for 149 through June 1st is there as well. So we'd love to have you. We have a lot of great announcements coming this week. Uh, we're looking at several of the uh, different uh, momentum type, uh, I would say, sites. I won't name names yet because we're still talking with all of them. And we're going to try to get some good promo codes for everybody to try out, uh, you know, things that are catching on in the industry, some prop plays and different things like that. So we'll be announcing those throughout the week. Um, and also, if you're a member, we're going to have a really fun uh, little tournament, if you will, this weekend for the All-Star Game that will incorporate the skills contest, the dunk contest, the three-point shooting contest, and the All-Star Game. And we've got some really top-notch, cool coach swag, not, you know, crappy stuff. I mean, we have top-quality stuff that we uh, have through Squad Locker, some you know, real sharp polos. I don't know if you've seen also the sweatshirt, the blue one I wear on, on the show a lot. Uh, you know, some really cool Under Armour hats and shirts. So I uh, definitely want to get involved with that. And then our guys, Joe Stanton and Tyler Pitzer, are going to be announcing uh, a giveaway that we're going to have uh, this weekend for membership uh, in honor of the All-Star Game and in honor of something else that happened last week, Andrew. And it just blew by and we didn't really even bring it up. You know what that is, right? Our one-year anniversary. Can you believe there it? There you go, man. <laughs> we are one. How about that? So when I say number one, now we are one. So That's right. I'm not being cocky. I'm just <laughs> stating a fact. <laughs> and, you know, uh, speaking of, of uh, membership in general, something that uh, you reminded me of here that surprised me, one of our most recent members let us know that he's new to DFS. He's only been playing for a couple months. And I just, I lose track of the fact that there are new people coming into DFS all the time because we've been playing for so long. Uh, yes, you know, we've only been an entity here for a year. But we've been playing for years before that. And, you know, this is one of the things we love to do is try to help people improve. And with people who are new, there is so much to learn in DFS. So that's that's another reason to join us is so that we can help you along the way uh, with contest selection and, and all, all kinds of different things. So uh, Absolutely. And we take time with every member, that member that you just... Uh, stated, you know, we were on there last night talking about that, and he was saying he was new. We're doing one on one today, uh, gonna jump in and chat here in two hours and 10 minutes. So, we want to get our, our folks up to speed right away, really explain the process to them, and get, get our whole team winning. So, that's that's what our main goal is, and uh, we're excited to share that with you. So, this is a great time to come in. Excellent. All right, two games left on this slate. At 9 o'clock tonight, it's Cleveland and Houston. Wow, what a matchup here. 217 total, Houston favored by 2.5. How about this? They've lost 11 in a row. Last night, they lost by 49 points. And yep. tonight, they're favored because it's Cleveland, 13-21, and 21, uh, last offense in the league. They're ranked 30th. Houston, though, 26th. Despite all the stars they've had coming in and out of that lineup, they just can't get it. They cannot get it organized. They are still seventh defensively, but man, what what a rough situation for Houston. They look awful. Uh, oh. You just you just wonder what's next, and if your boy Coach Silas is going to get a chance to, you know, have more of a normal situation with with everybody healthy. But right now, um, we've got John Wall doubtful. That's where we're listing him here, since it is a back to back, and we'll likely yeah. have Oladipo back in the starting lineup. He's yes. uh, he's playable for me in the 7K range against this Cleveland team that's 24th defensively. And I'm interested in what the rest of the lineup is going to be for Houston because if we have Sterling Brown start potentially, he's a value play for me. Really good price on both sites. Uh, Gordon is 5,300 on FanDuel. So there's another guy that will get a bump if John Wall is out. Uh, he, he, like everybody else, did not play well yesterday. Same thing with House. He's still that $4,500 price on FanDuel, but another bad shooting night yesterday. Put, uh, Patton started and paid off his value in the 3K range. Uh, he's an option potentially in a GPP, but I like the center on the other side here, Jared Allen. And 
you know, he's going to take advantage of this Houston backcourt or, or frontcourt and ter- uh, just terrible team overall here recently. And, uh, you know, it'll be a challenge here for folks to go to Allen because of what happened with Joe Val in this matchup yesterday. But, of course, he had the foul trouble. So I think we throw that out the window and we look at Allen, and he's the guy that really the only guy I would trust for Cleveland. Uh, you know, Garland and Sexton have put up some pretty big numbers here recently, but their price tag has gone up a little bit, especially Garland. And then with Torian Prince likely playing again tonight uh, and Osman questionable, that takes away from the potential value play for Dean Wade, who paid off value for us on Saturday night. So to me, it's Jared Allen. And then on the Houston side, I may go with Sterling Brown if he starts or Oladipo. Interesting. Uh, well, I have my second hot take of the day. So this okay. is a smoking day here for me. Um, you know, I am so massively hyper-focused on DFS. Like, I dream it, I wake up to it, I go to bed to it. I mean, it's, it's you know, you live, eat, and sleep this game. But, you know, in doing that, I don't make a whole lot of wagers anymore that much. But I do have a BetUS account. In fact, I've had that account for 15 years and that's, I mean, that's why we're partners with BetUS. We just love and know that they come out there and uh, pay quickly. They do everything they say they're going to do. So uh, I, this is my favorite bet of the season thus far, Andrew. I firmly believe Cleveland wins this game outright. I'm not even going to take the two and a half. I'm loading up on Cleveland money line here. I, I, Houston has quit. They don't like each other. They don't like the coach. They don't like the GM. They're playing like absolute trash. And the 49-point loss last night wasn't an aberration. They've lost 11 in a row. They've gotten their ass kicked many a time in this streak. And one thing I'll say about Cleveland, their record isn't fantastic at all. They're 13-21. and 21. But you look at those games and the, and the teams they've played – They've had a tough schedule. They have played those teams down to overtimes, single buckets, you know, games, and they've lost a lot of them because of their inexperience, and they could easily be 500. And I think Bickerstaff's done a great job there. This is the healthiest they've been and the most settled they've been now that they're not playing. They haven't played Love all year. They're not playing Drummond. They traded away some of the other guys. They cut Porter, he was a cancer to the team. They've got things going. And if you watched them recently, they like each other. They're playing for each other and they're playing for that coach. So I'll take that match up a million times over. I think Garland and Sexton are both in play. Uh, Okoro is maybe a GPP play just because he plays a billion minutes. Uh, after that, you know, with Prince back, I don't trust Wade either. I think Jared Allen is a very, very logical pay up center here. Uh, you know, he does, he has been offensively fantastic. Now, he struggles from time to time against really good opposing centers, but Houston doesn't have a center. So, you know, I, you know, they're not, Patton's not going to come off the bench and give him any trouble. He would be lucky to be in the G League. And with no John Wall running it, which I don't think he's, he's listed as doubtful. We're not just saying he's doubtful. That's his what it states right now, you know, in looking it up on Fantasy Lab. So I don't think he's going to play. So it's Oladipo against the world here with a bunch of guys that just aren't playing well at all. And so that's my my big thing today is get a couple of Cleveland guys and uh, um, bet on the Cleveland side. I think Houston is a dumpster fire. They're going to start utilizing that bench. I think they've thrown in the towel. I think that they Bickerstaff, when they decided the GM and Bickerstaff decided they were trading Harden, that this was a complete flush it down the toilet. Let's cut cousins. Let's try to uh, get a bunch of draft picks, which they did get three good ones in the, the trade with Harden. And then let's try to start building with some young guys. I think you'll see uh, wall probably stick around there because no one will take his contract. So he'll probably be like a tutor guy. For the younger folks, Oladipo will run out of town faster than, you know, he'll have uh, skid marks behind his sneakers after this season. And I just think they're in a total rebuild mode. 
And I think you're going to see more of what you're seeing right now in this 11-game losing streak. I think they will end up with the first pick and the worst record overall. So other than that, I don't have much of an opinion on this game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting, Uh, you know, because you have to love how Cleveland won that last game in overtime against Philly. Oh, and, courageous. and, they, and they, this is a contrast in styles in terms of scrapping for the organization. And Houston isn't doing that. And I was about to say that I have more faith in Oladipo than Wall so that I, I'm not necessarily ready to bet on Cleveland because I think Oladipo uh, could come out and, and, you know, get it done. I'd rather see the team being carried by him right now than Wall. But then I remember he just turned down a two-year extension for forty-five point two million. So you can't pay. Can't wait to get out of there. Yeah, you, you can't pay Oladipo forty-five million dollars to play there for two more years. So no. what does what, that say to his teammates as well? Right. Really, yeah. really big mess there. All right, last game is much more exciting from a DFS perspective because it's Charlotte in Portland, two thirty-three total. Portland favored by six and a half. Charlotte coming out after that big win last night against Sacramento. Nice, that was incredible. Nice game. comeback late, really high scoring, 127-126. And big question marks here with Charlotte. Hayward, Zeller, and Graham all missed that game. They're all questionable, so we're not sure about those guys yet. But Portland is healthy. So last game of the night, big total. We have any roster spots left for this one? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is going to be the, my second highest, highest owned game. I think you have to have exposure. I mean, if you uh, the podcast yesterday, you know, uh, I was really on that Charlotte-Sacramento game. That was my pick of the day of the over there. Uh, you know, I felt 255 or, or to 260, I think is what I said. Uh, and, and man, they, they were up there. So they, it was... Uh, it was fun to watch. Is a great comeback. P.J. Washington, good God. Whew. That was unbelievable, man. 42-9. But and nine. I know it. Ridiculous. But, uh, you know, so, you know, this game, it takes a lot of thought, though, because it's not just dead obvious on who to roster here. Um, it's certainly a fantastic game. And, uh, you know, this, this is, this is going to be the highest-owned game. I mean, let's just face it. You know, you'll get... Some of these other, uh, you know, the Brooklyn Santino game will get some people love to play uh, games with uh, uh, the Pelicans. So that's going to get a decent, you know, look as well. And it's a high number. But this this has to be the highest owned. I mean, you've got right off the schneid here, the 21st and 28th defensive team. So, you know, Charlotte's going to have a little bit of tired legs after that battled to the wire last night. They're on a second night of a back-to-back. Portland is fresh. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, You know, the pace, both teams are just right in the middle of the pack, but just poor defense on both sides. Before we can say who to play in this game, we 100% have to know what the situation is with the Hornets. Because when, when we say Hayward, Zeller, and Graham are questionable, in, in doing some research before, they really are all three a possibility of to play or sit. There's no, it's not like this guy's on his fifth day of being marked questionable or, or vice versa. So it's, it, the bottom line is we need that news. I mean, if all three of them sit, then it's pretty easy. You know, you, you load up on Ball and Rogier and P.J. Washington like nobody's business, and they're going to be a million percent owned, but you're going to have to eat the chalk. Um, but if some of them play, it shifts all of that around. So, you know, that's going to be a, a key uh, component of how how you roster in this game. Um, I'm not going to pay up for Lillard, and I think he'll be extremely popular. But I really, truly love Terry Rozier's defense. I think he's one of the better perimeter defenders. Nobody can guard Lillard when he's hitting shots from the logo or half court. But, uh, you know, his price is so high if you're not getting in the 60s, then, then you know, you're not getting there. And so I'm going to look more at some of the, the guys that I think are great prices. And that's back to Derek Jones. He's been playing well for quite some time. Uh, Enos Canner, I think Enos Canner is a great play tonight because obviously with Zeller being questionable, uh, they may go small again. Uh, you know, and even if Zeller plays, uh, they're not going to give tons of minutes to Biombo, they're going to rotate and try to play small. So I think Canner's in play. 
Derek Jones Jr., both good pricing. Um, I don't mind Trenton Covington. It's just that their price has gone up to sort of an uncomfortable level. So, you know, I need the news here, Andrew, but I think, you know, two, three guys from this game, two, three guys from uh, the Brooklyn game, and I'm just going to be cherry picking those other games. I think that, you know, if you don't have exposure here and it's a 1030 game, so it is a really late game. And do you know, I found out why this game is so late. Do you know uh, this odd NBA rule? No. They try to estimate the game time of a normal game in the NBA. And then there's a rule that, that the Players Association has that you can't schedule a game within 24 hours of the finish of the game the night before. Now, they build that into the schedule. This would normally be a 10 o'clock game, but it's 1030 because of that rule. And it did go late. So uh, that's why. Just an odd rule that I saw uh, that I did not know even existed. I like it. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Uh, I will have some ownership here, and we'll see who's playing for Charlotte. The other guys to mention would be Monk and Bridges for me. So I think you can go with a bench guy here against Portland in their 28th-ranked defense. And with the Trailblazers, I also will probably fade Lillard here. I'd rather pay up for Harden or Kyrie Irving, one of those more expensive guards. And I could go with a, uh, one of the other starters for Portland, like you mentioned, Trent, Derek Jones Jr., Covington, Cantor. Cantor, probably the least likely, but you know he, he does have a pretty high ceiling. I, you know, I do respect Biombo's defense if he's starting. Uh, so probably more likely to go with one of the wing guys for Portland. And I doubt they start Biombo. If Zeller can't go, I think they just play Washington at center like they did last night. Well, Biombo did start, but he only ended up playing 20 minutes. So they, you know, they did. He did, start actually. He did. Start the he game. He actually started. Yeah. Okay. I but, apologize. I thought he. I thought they went small right from the jump. I mean, he must have come out in that first four or five minutes. Then. Yeah, I mean, Washington was playing a lot of five there, and man, did he take advantage of it! What a performance. <laughs> he was on fire. Yeah, he was. All right. Well, that wraps up our seven-game slate. We thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions, uh, if you're new to DFS, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we're at DFS Coach Talk there you can also find coach at j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i you can find me at language olympic and you can find shane at d-e-t sports shane the other thing is if you do sign up for one of the memberships reach out to us on twitter and let us know that you've done that again at dfs coach talk then we'll send you an email to get you into our discord and we give out our lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before tip-off full lineups on fanduel cash lineups gpp Full Yahoo lineup, uh, DraftKings coaches clipboard. So we'll get you ready for any site. And we entertain your questions uh, throughout the night in Discord. Uh, we do that every night. So we'd love to have you uh, and uh, look forward to continuing the re relationship. And we will continue to uh, produce these podcasts every day we have an NBA slate. So be sure to tune in again tomorrow. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.